Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Good morning, football fans. Coming to you live from the cave. This is Straight Football Talk. I am your host, Teddy the Bear Tate. Alongside me here, Dallas, Big D Duclo. In the house, baby. What's up? You're always in the house. I'm always in the house. I never leave. I'm going to say, this is kind of like your house, too. Yeah, it is. I, I, live, I live wherever I go. That's right. We want to remind everyone that we want you to be a part of the conversation. So please call 718 508 or like our Straight Football Talk Facebook page and watch our live video and like, comment, share the live video. Or follow us on social media, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram. LinkedIn. We're everywhere, guys. Get on there. Like it. Like our page. You you cannot miss us now. Guys, I will run up in your pad if you do not start (laughs) following me on social media. I cannot stress this enough. I will show up outside your house. (laughs) Before we get started, we want to thank everyone for the love and support that they do give us, the ones that do come on here, like it, comment, oh, yeah. share the video. We, we appreciate that. We love our um, call-ins. And, and we keep growing every week. I mean, we're, we're adding more and more likes every week, and, and I love it. And you know what? We're getting more and more guests every week. Every week. We, every, well, we're every booked week all the way into, into October now. Yeah, so. we are. All the way into October, guys. So Very exciting. We have a lot of things going on today, including our interview with Adam Geddes. Um, you know, he's on the – New York Foot- rostered player yeah. for, for the New York Giants. The New York Giants. He's got a very important job. He's got to protect Eli Manning. That's right. Big D, I think we should get started. Let's do it. Again, guys, 718-508-9883 or follow us on social media. Let's go. NFL buzz. We begin our NFL buzz with the veteran quarterback getting signed. You know, this happened right after our show. Like, it was like yeah, 10 yeah, minutes yeah. after our show. We were very disappointed. Yeah. Get the cover right that, that, that really stunk. Mm-hmm. Jay Cutler. And the Miami Dolphins agree to a one-year, $10 million deal. This move makes sense. We talked about it last week. Adam Gase and Cutler already have the chemistry. Um, from when Adam Gase was offensive coordinator in 2015, Jay Cutler was the quarterback on the Chicago Bears. Again, it just makes sense for them to reunite and try to get this Miami team, you know, still competitive. Yeah, you know? has, has a guy that uh, knows the system that he's going to exactly. be going to. Exactly. What's his uh, stats, Big D? Let's before we proceed to the stats, let's not forget one year, ten million dollars. Money in the bank. He's not a big boy, but he got some big He's bucks. Gonna, he got the big bucks. So listen, uh, when Jay Cutler played for Adam Gates 2015, he played 15 games, so he played all but one, uh, and he had a 64 percent completion rating. Threw for nearly 4,000 yards, 3,659 to be exact. Not bad. And he had 21 touchdown passes. He only threw 11. Interceptions, but here's the interesting thing. He was only sacked 29 times. Now, if you compare that to Ryan Tannehill in 2016, he only yeah. played 13 games. Right. He had a completion rate of a little bit, a little bit higher, about three percent more. Mm-hmm. But he threw for 2,995 yards, so nearly 700 less mm-hmm. uh, than Cutler. He only threw for 19 touchdowns. He threw an extra interception. He was only sacked 29 times. So the production level for Jay Cutler is there. higher. And and something to consider with those stats is. Miami's offensive line is it's better, a little, too. Significantly so, better than the Bears was when Cutler Well, better that. for the Bears and better 
than what Tannehill had you yeah. know, in 2015. Yeah. So looking at that, it's it's looking like this could be a nice match for this, for this both be, parties. This, this could be a loving match, and we we also heard from uh, Cutler himself uh, about how he feels going in. He he's glad he's he's glad he's wanted. He's glad he's wanted, and more importantly than that, uh, I think he's happy to be reunited with a system that allows yeah. him to throw for 21 touchdowns. Yeah, season. I mean the 21 touchdowns are all right, but then when you get close to like 36, 3700 yards passing, that's yeah. pretty good. And then the the touchdown to intercept ratio is about two to one, so that's good too. And it's I mean his completion rate was nearly seventy percent. Yeah, I mean so it's, he did good. He, he did good twenty fifteen. Uh, he had he had a good year with Gates. And something else that we're not bringing up. We yeah. talked about Cutler. He's got more weapons than he had when he played for Chicago. Yeah. Arguably, yes, yes, uh, yeah, so yeah. He's gonna have he's gonna have a lot of guys to throw to, but more importantly, he's gonna have Jay Giant yeah. football. Yeah, and you know they you know something else Pass too when when he was. Um, in Chicago, and they had Matt Forte. They underutilized Forte yeah, a bunch, <clears throat> which I think didn't help Cutler at all either. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, congratulations to Mr. Jay Cutler getting to a team that wants him, get getting getting a nice contract, getting to play another year of football. Uh, congratulations to the Miami Dolphins as far as getting a viable uh, veteran quarterback. And Tim, yeah, something else could be storybook, but could be storybook midway through the season. Miami's still in that playoff hunt. Oh yeah! Can you picture the Jay Cutler Tom Brady matchup? Oh yeah! It'll 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 be it'll, it'll be, be interesting. It's gonna be an exciting storyline. Oh yeah! Right? Well, it's something. Excited. It'll be interesting to watch the whole season. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be exciting. I mean, and what does that mean? You know, we talked about this being a contract year for Tannehill. Right. Can't can't forget this. Right. Um, what does it mean for Tannehill if Jay Cutler shines? It, it, it's gonna be questions that'll be answered eventually. So let's move on. Another AFC East team that has made headlines not once, not twice. But three times during the week this week. Talking about the Buffalo Bills, guys. The Buffalo Bills and Anquan Bolden have agreed to a one-year deal worth up to $4 million. Though Bolden turns 37 in October, he did have some nice stats while he was in Detroit last year, catching 67 receptions for 584 yards and eight touchdowns. Those eight touchdowns were the most touchdown receptions for a Lions player last season for a catch rate of 70.5%. So pretty much he threw him the ball three out of four times he's catching it. That's not bad. Um, I like the pickup for the Bills with Anquan Bolden. It's a good veteran that is going to help Tyrod out. And you know, Ted, wasn't long ago, we talked about the Bills, mm-hmm. wasn't long ago, and we, we kind of gave them some flack for, for the way that they'd been acting in the offseason. You know, we weren't yeah. really impressed. You know what? I'm going to backtrack on it. I'm going to backtrack on it. I'm not afraid to admit when I am wrong. I was wrong. Well, the Bills. you weren't wrong at the time. They were willing to pull the trigger on some and make some big moves. They weren't afraid to shake it up. Yeah. Clearly, the Bills GM needs to call me. Needs to give me some money. Yeah. Because he was listening. Yeah, I think he was. And you know what? Speaking of those big moves, on Friday morning, the Buffalo Bills announced that they had traded number one wideout Sammy Watkins. That's right, their star wide receiver, mm-hmm. and a sixth round pick for the 2018 draft to the LA Rams. And in return, they received cornerback, corner, CB, EJ Gaines, and a 2018 second-round draft pick. So they got rid of Watkins and a sixth-round draft pick. They got EJ Gaines and yeah. a second-round draft yeah. pick. All right, next, the Bills almost simultaneously traded starting cornerback Ronald Darby to the Philadelphia Eagles and received Jordan Matthews and – a 2018 third-round draft. Pick. And, and here's here's one of the things that I really like about what the Bills are doing. Not only were they not afraid to shake it up, this was another. This is another player in a contract year. Sammy mm-hmm. Watkins, guy that it's clear 
They were ready to move in a new direction with Sammy. And they picked up a bona fide, reliable receiver. So now not only do they have Anquan Bolden, mm. they have Jordan Matthews. Well, and Matthews thing, thrived in Philadelphia despite not being the primary option. Well, the thing is with um, the Bills picking him up, they weren't actively shopping Sammy Watkins. He'd been receiving calls since May, uh, uh, general manager that is, had been receiving calls since May, and he just said, you know, he'd just been fielding them, take, you know, yeah. taking it at one day at a time with it. Um, but what does this mean for all the parties? Let's start with the Rams and Bills trade. The Rams got rid of a mediocre cornerback in EJ Gaines and a second-round draft pick in return and got a bona fide number one wide receiver in Sammy Watkins. Oh, and they did get a six-round draft pick. Of course, that isn't very very much there. Yeah. And hello, Mary Watkins. Thank you for joining us. Love having you on there. Good woman right there. Anyways, I know Bills fans were up in arms over this trade at first, but I think Bills fans may come around here. Yeah. Yes, they traded their star wide receiver, but your star can't help you win games if he's on the bench due to an injury. Um, and now the Rams expect Watkins, who is injury-prone, to face the Seattle Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals, and the San Francisco 49ers twice a year. This does not bode well for the Rams. I do want to stress that when healthy, Watkins is a stud. But the problem and the question is, can he stay healthy? Can he be reliable? Big D, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, I got to say, you know, we look at Sammy Watkins 2000, from 2015 to 2016 coming off that injury. He is not the same player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's about half as productive. Uh, mm-hmm. His catch rate went from 62% to um, under 54% right. within a year. And he had less than half the amount of receptions that in his second year, uh, in, <clears throat> in 2016, I should say. And he had seven less touchdowns. Very unimpressive. Whereas you get a lot more consistency with a guy like Jordan Matthews, who's still going to, who both seasons, 2015, 2016, respectively, got around, the, got close to 1,000 yards both years, averaged about 11 yards a catch both times, and had a great catch percentage of 62%. You know, as mentioned earlier, as mentioned earlier, the Bills did pick up veteran wide receiver Anquan Bolton, but the Bills knew that they needed to go and get someone to help fill in the void of Sammy Watkins. Um, in response to the Bills dealing out Watkins, the Bills went after Eagles wide receiver Jordan Matthews. The Philadelphia Eagles traded Matthews and a third-round draft pick in return got cornerback Ronald Darby. Um, and the Eagles needed to help bolster the secondary and had plenty of wide receivers at their disposal to use in order to do that. Unfortunately for Eagles fans, I do believe that as of right now, the Bills got the better deal in this trade as well. Even if it would have been uh, Matthews for Darby straight up, I would have been, I still would have given uh, the Bills the edge. Um, Darby has been mediocre, whereas Matthews did lead the Eagles in receiving the past two seasons and has been reliable and, for the most part, been on the field. Then you add the Eagles' third-round draft pick on top of it, and there's no question who won in this trade. The Bills made some bold moves. And only time will tell whether it will pay off or not. But at the very minimum, you have to appreciate the Bills being active, uh, trying to build for the future to help their team. With these trades, the Bills now have six picks in the first three rounds of the 2018 NFL draft. Um, Not to mention they end up with the number one um, wide receiver, one that has managed to stay on the field and still help contribute with his team. Uh, Fun fact with these trades, Watkins and Matthews were drafted in the same year, 2014. And Matthews leads in games played, targets, receptions, yards, and uh, touchdowns, and catch percentages. Good to go? Yeah. Okay. Ready to move on forward. Okay. I like the trades for the Bills. I do too. As, for, as some players 
uh, football journey changes, others come to an end. After nine seasons, Brandon Flowers is calling it a career. The past three seasons, Flowers has been a member of the Chargers after being signed in 2014 off the free agent market. Before the Chargers, Flowers was a member of the Kansas City Chiefs for six seasons. We wish Flowers the best on his journey outside the NFL. Um, you know, he's got a lot to, you know, he, he's got a lot to do now. You know yeah, what I mean? He does, and you know what? He, he can do he whatever he wants. Proud of. Yeah, he was, a, he was a good player. He's a good player. So, let's head back down to Dallas. Oh. And we want to remind everyone that this show carries a no bias, no BS filter. If you don't know what BS stands for, look it up. We will not say anything profane, but we will not sugarcoat our perspective on a situation either. Let's head into it. Oh, man, here we go. After one year of the NFL investigating the domestic violence accusations made by Tiffany Thompson, Ezekiel Elliott has been suspended for six games for violating the league's personal conduct policy. The six-game suspension is based solely on the domestic violence accusations. The decision came down to who? None other than Roger Goodell himself. And he made his decision under the terms of the NFL's personal conduct policy, which states, and I, you know, we got it from NFL.com. We do. Players found by the league to have committed domestic violence are subject to a baseline suspension without pay of six games, regardless of whether the conduct does not uh, result in a criminal conviction. The policy states in cases where a player is not charged with a crime or is changed but not convi- or charged but not convicted, he uh, may still be found to have violated the policy if the credible evidence establishes that he engaged in conduct prohibited by the personal conduct policy. In other words, it's up to Roger Goodell. Um, with accusations that um, – yes, excuse me. Yes, while the accusations may not be um, a part of the other stuff he's been a part of, you know, this offseason, um, you gotta, you've got to consider um, earlier this year, Elliot exposed a woman's breast on the roof of a Dallas bar during the St. Patrick's Day parade, as well as a, um, there was a report of an incident at a Dallas bar, right? Um, He's Elliot's appealing to the suspension, and I do believe he'll be able to get it reduced, but he won't be able to get have it you know completely wiped away. Nope. It's not going away. I suspect around a four-game suspension, Big D. And guys, first off, before I get started, Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell, your inconsistencies in in determining punishments and judgments for players over the NFL is so erratic. You're starting to make me think you got problems. Goodell, Goodell, I'm starting to wonder. Go! You're giving me whiplash. You get it done. You're giving me whiplash. And second up, Ted, this isn't the first time that this offseason we've had to talk about Cowboys nonsense players. in Dallas. You know, I'm, Dallas. I'm honestly getting sick of it. I'm honestly getting tired of it. There was an entire segment of our show where I literally threw out does every five seconds. I think we wore the butt now. Yeah. The does weren't even funny after a while. Yeah. Um, listen, here's one of the things. A lot of people I know are Cowboys fans, and they're very upset with the way that this has been handled. They're very upset with yep. the fact that Ezekiel Elliott is getting a six-game suspension. But let me tell you guys something. If we direct our attention back to a couple of seasons ago, we, mm-hmm. we had an incident with Ray Rice on an elevator. We did. With definitive evidence that he had assaulted a woman. Mm-hmm. Now, originally, he got suspended. It was a short suspension. Two games. Two games. He was then let go. 
from the Ravens. Yes. And now he is not in the league. Yeah, he has been in the league for a few years now. So you need to put this into perspective that has Goodell been incredibly wishy-washy in judging players? Yes, he has. He's been very wishy-washy. Yes. But this could be a lot well, worse for Ezekiel Elliott than a six-game mm-hmm. suspension. He could have he could have legally been cut from mm-hmm. the team. He could have been cut from the organization. He could be out of a job. Now he's he's very young still. Very unlikely that that would happen. Right. The situation could have been a lot worse. Right. I mean, but the thing is, is it's not, I think with Roger Goodell, he's just going by the book. Yeah. Right there it states in the uh, NFL's personal conduct policy is a baseline suspension without pay of six right. games, which is what he got. Right. And the other thing that I want to bring up to the viewers, the listeners, guys, listen, this is not the first incident for the Cowboys organization. I believe that this is a direct message from Goodell. And the, and, and the rest of the NFL commission, the board, mm-hmm. uh, that they need to get it together. They need to get some discipline in their organization mm-hmm. because we have seen just over the last couple of weeks, we've seen so many Cowboys players suspended, getting arrested, having altercations with police officers. Well, I, you know what? I think you can even go a little more specific, not just the Cowboys organization. I think it sends a message to Zeke Elliott himself. He himself has had plenty of problems himself. And this he has such incidents. Yeah, he ha- only has himself to blame for it. And I think Roger Goodell has to send a message to Zeke saying, you know, if your organization won't punish you, we will. We, you, the NFL and, will. And I brought this up before, but I think that this suspension sends a direct message to Ezekiel Elliott that just because you're a superstar doesn't mean you get right. special treatment. Right. You're going to have to abide by the rules like everybody else. And by punishing Ezekiel Elliott, as unfair as you may think it is. It's a message to all the other stud players in the NFL. These behaviors will not be tolerated. Yeah, and you they will not be. besmirch these organizations. You yep. will uphold a higher standard. You're, you're iconic players, mm-hmm. and you're expected to be held to a higher standard. Well, you know what? And I think, I think there's, a, there's, a bar, there, there's a bar that should be set to. Like, you're an NFL player. That right there, you should be held to a higher standard. But you then should. you're a superstar, actual player. Yeah, you, know, this you know, this is a top-of-the-line player, so you yeah. should be held to an even higher standard. And then you're with the Cowboys. You're with a top-notch team, you're a top-notch franchise. You should be held to the highest standard. You know, this is, you know, the way that I put this in the perspective for you guys is, you know, we talk about guys like Randy Gregory getting in trouble. Yeah. You don't even know who that – most people don't even know who that right, is. Right, right. But this is Ezekiel Elliott. Right. Whether he likes it or not, he is going to be seen as okay. You're a role model. You're a you're a guy that people look up to. You're right. an iconic player. You're identifiable, and even more so, you're identifiable with the NFL. You know, and I think something else we need to tell our listeners too is the fact that Roger Goodell does the only sole evidence he has is pictures of uh, Tiffany Thompson having bruises, right. not of Ezekiel Elliott doing, you know, doing the domestic violence crime. It's just pictures of her being bruised up. Um, so. Really, it's they can't prove that he did it, but he can't prove he did not do it. So right. uh, it's a little shaky, but you it know, shaky. I think he'll get the suspension reduced to I at do. least four games. I do. I think it's going to be about but four games. I can tell you this: he is going to be suspended. The suspension is going to stand. He but is he, going to be suspended. Speaking of being suspended, the Cowboys' schedule is not easy. It's not favorable. No, it's not. Let's start. Let's start out with the full six game. Right now, he's at a six-game suspension. So, week one. New York Giants at home. Always tough. And they're, they're playing at, at Dallas, I should say. Big rivalry game. And the Giants come to play every year. Next game, at Denver Broncos. That's going to be very tough. If uh, I mean, if the Broncos can get their quarterback one playing well, yeah, I mean, offense at this point? I mean, maybe. I, I, I don't know how much 
how much running game can you generate without Ezekiel Elliott? Uh, they have Alfred Morrison uh, run DMC, Darren McFadden, for those that you don't know. Um, and they have a good offensive line still. So, I mean, they're still going to have a run game, but it's not going to be Ezekiel Elliott run game. Um, but, again, you've got to look at the Broncos' defense. That Broncos' defense is stout. You know, it, won, it won them games. Though. Yeah, it's very stout. Uh, that's putting it mildly. Um, uh, then the next game, week three, they play at Arizona. Another Cardinals. That's Long another brutal game. I mean, at best, you're looking at like one and two, two and one. They're not going to go three and oh there at all. And then you've got week four uh, against the Rams. I think they win that game at home. It's a game. Uh, then at home, week five, they play the Packers. You're the Green team, Bay Packers. The team that beat them in the playoffs for all at of you home. guys at home. Yeah, yeah. The team that beat them at home in the playoffs. For those of you guys not uh, aware, right. just to let you know. And then they've got to buy week, week six, but then it's six play games. The so then it's yeah. going to be week seven, they play the Niners. Yeah. Um, isn't that a road game? Yes, it's at, it's at San Francisco, but um, I think it's still winnable with the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Um, their offense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the Niners' offense isn't that great. So, realistically, after the six weeks, or seven weeks technically, but with the bye week. I think it be 500. But... Uh, yeah, I'm going to say you – I'm going to throw out it's either going to be a 2-4 and four team, 3-3 three and three team, or 4-2 and two team. You can miss and match – you know, plug and play here. I, what what games they win and lose? I with honestly, those. I honestly don't like their chances of going four and two in this record yeah. with with these teams. I mean, I just without Ezekiel Elliott, you have to understand that he this is huge. There is a good reason to not be happy about the suspension. I think, Ezekiel Elliott was the leading rusher last year. Well, I think something you need to also consider is it's not just Ezekiel Elliott. They're not going to have. They're not going to have a lot of their defense. Yeah, 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 for like four weeks. For so weeks. so big D. So if we do. But we're thinking, you and I are thinking of four-game suspension. I'm thinking four-game suspension. So, let's look at four games then. Because uh, that's what most of their defense yeah, is. Yeah, most of their defense. Those players, yeah, right? Yeah. So, we got the Giants, Broncos, Cardinals, and Rams. Um, it's easy. It's it's viable. You can you have a viable argument saying they go one and three after and week I, four. And, and I, I can tell you, I really honestly think we could see them go one and three. Yeah, I really do too. I, you look at the Giants' defense is no slouch either. And that's week it's one. Not. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's ready to rock. Um, and that's always an extremely tough game. And let's face it, the Giants, they do play well yeah. in Dallas. Yeah, they yeah. have won there. They have a good record playing at Dallas. Yeah. Eli Manning's very comfortable there. So, And then you've got at Denver, and then you've got at, at Arizona. I don't like those chances at all. But, I don't like those matches. Now, wait a minute. We think one and three, but if they go 0-3 in the first three games, mentally, that's going to be hard to win the fourth game. Yeah, yeah, it will be. So – so. We're going to have to wait and see. Again, we think Zeke's uh, suspension may be reduced. And also, if this carries on to the regular season, it won't happen this year. Right. It, it'll, it'll, then right. it'll probably happen the next season. Right. So, so I mean, it, wait it, and could, see. it could end up not affecting them. At all. Uh, Again. At all. This, well, even though, I mean, it will definitely affect them on the defensive end. Let's, let's, right. let's be real. All these suspensions on their defense are definitely going to hurt them coming forward. But having your superstar running yeah, back helps. Having your superstar running back definitely helps. So moving forward, Ted. Moving forward, you're ready to keep going. You're ready to get off the Cowboys, aren't I'm you? Ready. I'm ready. I'm tired of talking. Now, talk about the Cowboys schedule. Any comments? No, nobody wanted to comment about the situation. Really loves me. Everybody else is just as tired of it as we are. Yeah, I think so. Again, guys, seven one eight five zero eight nine eight three, or follow us on social media. Like the page on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Yep, no problem. Um, so now we're going to go into our draft recaps. Guess what, guys? We're going to be talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steel City, baby. Let's go into Big D. Number one, T.J. Watt, outside linebacker out of Wisconsin. Mm. Round one, pick 30. Mm. 
in case you didn't know this, this is the younger sibling to three-time Defensive Player of the Year, J.J. Watt. Okay, if you don't, if you didn't know that before, have you not heard? Yeah, that, that breaking news. <laughs> wow, and I heard it uh, in the, during the offseason over and over again that T.J. is getting so much attention during this draft process because of his brother J.J. And that may have some truth to it, but at the same time, T.J. is no slouch. Last year, he led the uh, Badgers in sacks and tackles for loss, mm-hmm. and that's as a one-year starter. T.J. will get to learn from the likes of James Harrison, which has got to get Steelers Nation excited. I'm excited. Um, I do believe the Steelers will slowly bring him into the starting role, um, so expect to see him in rotation, really. Uh, although he has made a good argument in the first four minutes of the mm-hmm. his first game, um, getting two sacks and a pass deflection in the first four minutes of him playing. Yeah, very excited. I'm excited. This guy's a monster. Dad, Go ahead. He's 6'5", 243 pounds. That's a big boy. That's a big boy. Um, he's a little taller than you. Yeah, well, no, he's a little shorter than me. Oh, you're he's six and a half. He's, he's got about a foot under, He's got an inch under me. Yeah. Wow. Six, yeah, I'm 6'5". Six, 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 yeah. So he's an inch under me. But anyway, he's got the weight, though. He's, he's <laughs> 243 pounds. He's got some muscle. Uh, he's got, he had 70 tackles last season, yep. 17 TFLs. He had 11 and a half sacks, which is – Ridiculous. Which is, I mean, it's good. For those, of, those of you who don't know, I mean, for one season to have 11 and a half sacks, pretty impressive. As a linebacker. As a linebacker. Yeah. Uh, he had an interception, four touchdowns, Ted. Yep. And uh, he had six pass deflections, but here's what I like. He had two forced fumbles, Ted. And a fumble. He's a hitter. He's a hitter. And we saw it. If, that, uh, if you guys watch that preseason, I got to tell you, uh, he's something to be scary about. He might not be living in Big Brother's shadow for very long. Yeah, he might be his own shadow. He might he might have his own zip code yeah. before the season ends. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about T.J. Watt. I really am. Moving on, though. You do. Juju Smith-Shuster, wide receiver out of USC, round two, pick 30. Um, so let me start off with this. I scratched my head with this selection. I really did. Um, with Martavis Bryant being reinstated and the Steelers having a loaded wide receiver core, Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, Eli Rogers, Sammy Coates, Darius Hayward Bay, now the newly acquired Justin Hunter, um, it had me scratching my head. Uh, don't get me wrong, I like Juju. I just don't didn't see the need of using a second round pick for a wide receiver when you have a plethora of wide receivers. Now, Juju will have to compete with that group in order to get play time, and I do believe he can make it to the slot role uh, and may someday become a, you know, outside starter. Um, but for now, he's got some heat, heat competition. Dad, don't, don't, don't so bad Juju. All right? <laughs> this is good Juju. All right? Juju Smith had 3,092 yards receiving in his career, he mm-hmm. averaged 14 and a half yards per catch. That's good. Which is good. Yep. But here's what really sticks out to me, Ted. Right. 25 touchdowns. That's 25 good. touchdowns. That's almost 10 touchdowns every and, year. And you know what, guys? Here's the thing. Here's what you got to really get excited about. We mentioned all these big-name receivers. Look who he gets to learn from. A.B. Look who he gets to learn from. Mark, A.B., Martavis Bryant, too. Come I on. mean. I mean, I, I'm not upset with them getting Juju. It's more of why did you pick a wide receiver in the second round when you didn't, you don't have a necessary need for him. Everybody was questioning about Martavis Bryant coming back for sure. But I know, but my thing is, is why didn't we get defensive back help? Because that's what we need. But that, that's what the next pick's for. It is. It is. But again, look who was there in the second round. I, I know. I know. But don't sleep on this next pick because I really like him. I do too. Cameron Sutton, cornerback out of Tennessee, round three. 
pick 30. Four-year starter, man coverage corner, has good punt return abilities, and will look to make an impact on special teams. In order to get a starting spot, he will have to beat William Gay, Ross Cockrell, and Artie Burns. But he will look to make an impact on special teams and as a backup as of now. Yeah, yeah. He's going he's gonna to have to prove himself. He's a young buck. Yeah, yeah. 127 tackles, 13 TFLs, a sack, seven interceptions, one interception for touchdown return, two fumble recoveries, and three fourth fumbles. So the guy can hard hit. He's a, he's a crackback. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like the pickup. He, he will hurt you, but this next pick, Ted, this it's one of my favorites. was the best. Besides T.J. Watt, this is the best pick. Uh, I, yeah, there's a lot of good picks in this draft class. Um, next guy, James Conner, running back out of Pittsburgh, the college, not the Steelers, for anybody that's confused he there. The, he doesn't have to go far, though. Yeah, he right does have to go very far. Right Same stadium. Um, round three, pick 41. This may be the NFL draft. NFL's NFL drafts most mm-hmm. inspirational story. Mm-hmm. Not only did he grow up in Erie, Pennsylvania, and then go to Pittsburgh for college, and get drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers in December of 2015. While he was in college, he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lympho- lymphoma, lymphoma, yeah, mm-hmm. and was able to beat or be cancer-free by May of 2016. So he had it for about six months. Yeah. Yeah, um, this is a tough guy. Known for his incredible resilience, work ethic, and being mentally tough. He's physical. And for now, he will get a sit behind Le'Veon Bell as a nice serviceable backup. Um, but should Bell go down or leave the Steelers after the season, Mr. James Conner may find himself to be the lead back in Pittsburgh. Fun fact with James Conner, he had the most jerseys sold out of all the rookies. This is a this is another guy that's a real big boy, Ted. Yeah, he's a bru- six, he's a bru- he's, he's a, a bruiser. Big guy. Yeah, he's a bruiser. Six two, two hundred and thirty five pounds. He had three thousand seven hundred and thirty three rushing yards. He averaged five point six yards a carry. Yep. He had fifty two touchdowns. Yep. Ted. And he had four hundred and twelve receiving yards for four receptions for touchdowns. And if you aren't excited and you're a Steelers fan, you gotta be excited about this pick. He's a hometown hero, yep. all that good stuff, but here's where you really gotta be excited. Big Ben loves to throw to the running back. Mm-hmm. So expect that if even if Le'Veon Bell does stay healthy, expect to see James Conner in your backfield well, catching pass. You know what? Season. I wouldn't even say catching. I think more, more pass blocking. I would say more of a yeah, I could see him as a pass blocker, but at the same time you get down on the goal line, like right up the goal line. Yeah, you put you put big boy Connor in there. This, guy, this guy's yeah. a bulldozer. Yeah, he's, he's a big. bruiser. He, he is. is. He is a tough guy. And I actually looked at some of this guy's game film. He runs through people. And yeah, good luck, arm, good luck arm tackling. This is, this is a guy, this is one of those guys that the reason why, he, there's a reason why coaches tell you not to arm tackle. And this yeah. guy is that reason. Yeah. Um, big D. We've talked about four guys so far in the Steelers draft. Go. Um, no, 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 not that. You seem more excited about this draft class than any of them. I, I know. I think you're going to be a Steelers fan. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because this next pick, yeah, Ted, I'm not happy about. Mm. I love this one. I don't. Next guy, Joshua Dobbs, quarterback, QB, out of Tennessee, round four, pick 29. As the end of Big Ben career looms ever so closer. Ever so closely. Yes, it is looming. The Steelers noticed last year that without Big Ben, this offense somewhat stalls, and with all the talent on the offensive side of the ball, 
that should not be happening at all. One of the most intelligent players coming out of college football with a degree in aerospace engineering. He's literally a rocket scientist. I know. That's awesome. Disappoints me about this, Ted. As of right now, the Steelers have been Landry Jones and Josh Dobbs as the top three guys at quarterback. I do suspect by the end of the season, Dobbs will earn the role as the backup quarterback. Something else to keep in mind, uh, Big D. Mm-hmm. I know you haven't looked at this yet, and I don't want you to look at this yet. This may this may this may sway you a little bit. This may persuade you. Who was selected at this exact same pick last last draft? You have to guess. Oh man, that's tough. Round four at pick one thirty five overall. Oh god. I didn't tell you I was going to do this because I wanted to surprise you completely. I did not know. Our viewers may know. Our viewers may know who this pick was last year. Dak Prescott. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, oh, yeah, that's right. And you yeah. know, you want to know something yeah. really interesting. And he's thriving as a starter. That's right. You want to know something really interesting? They're about the same stat-wise, as far yeah, as measurables. Yeah. Dobbs six three, Dak six two. Dobbs is two hundred sixteen pounds. Dak is um, two hundred twenty six pounds. I forgot about Dak, Dak being drafted. Yeah. Round. Yeah. About that. Josh Dobbs has thirty two and five eight inch arm length. Dak Prescott has thirty two and a quarter inch arm length. Dobbs has ran a 4.6440 yard dash, and Dak has run a 4.79, almost a 4.8. They're almost identical. Uh, I think Dobbs would have to beef up a little bit, 10 pounds, and it would almost be identical. That's something to keep in mind. I like it. You know, I I mean, I'm not taking away from Joshua Dobbs' talent in any way. Joshua has 61.5% completion rate for over Mm 7,000 yards. He threw 53 touchdowns. But what gets me is his decision-making. Yep. He threw 29 interceptions. It's a bunch. That's a lot of interceptions. But it came earlier in, this, uh, in his career. It, it did. It did, and he has shown some development. Yeah. But it's something to keep an eye on. He needs to keep developing. The, deci- the decision-making is there. If he develops and he learns and he takes those kernels of wisdom that definitely reside in Be- Big Ben's brain, right. Right. he could be a great quarterback. But, you know, I forgot. I just thought of something. We, we talked about James Conner the last day. We're being broadcasted at a Philadelphia we radio are. broadcast. We are. I bet there's some people that recognize that James Conner name. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sure. sure I'm, 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 I'm sure there's does. some Pittsburgh Panthers fans over yeah. in Philly. Give us a call. Tell us a little bit about him. Okay. Next pick. Next pick. Round five. Brian Allen, defensive back. Okay, sorry, cornerback out of Utah. Round five, pick thirty. I have him listed as a defensive back. Listen, guys, this kid can play cornerback or safety, and right now they have him listed as a cornerback, but I, I can see the Steelers putting him at safety. He has good height. He's 6'3", 34-inch arm length. 6'3", 34-inch arm length. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do I need to say that again? 6'3", 34-inch arm length. And you know what? We've knocked on a lot of teams for picking up short corners. Yeah. This guy's not, That's not a short high. corner. And since he's tall, he also ran a 4.48 40-yard dash. That's very, very good. That's high. fast. Yeah. Uh, Allen played wide receiver in high school and transitioned. Uh, to cornerback in college. The Steelers have a lot of young, solid players in the defensive backfield, so it will be tough to make the roster, but he may be able to work up the ranks through special teams plays. He has some bad habits, like already having his hips turned as the wide receiver takes his first step or his tackling. Needs to, need to work on that. He is raw, but if the Steelers can tighten up on his bad habits and technique, this may become yet another great late draft pick by the Steelers. And you know what? I like his versatility. Corner 
and he can play wide out. Yeah. Here's something that we hear a lot from the quote-unquote experts. It's that corners play corner because they can't play receiver. Yeah, because they can't catch the ball. And you know what? This guy played both positions, so you know what? He can probably catch the ball. Yeah. Uh, 62 tackles, which, you know, is not bad. Not bad. He had Sorry. four and a half CFLs. He had one sack. What sticks out to me, though, five interceptions. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. Especially when you're coming out. I mean, Utah, I mean, and again, was that just last year's stats yeah, or just, just, just last year? Just last year. So that, was, that is good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And he's tall. Got good hands. I like it. I like the pick a lot. And we got him in round five. So, again, if we could just work on his technique, tighten some things up a bit, I think it's going to be a great pick. Next guy. Holbach. He's got a cool name. Yeah. Colin Holbach. Long snapper. Louisville. Round six. Pick 30. Okay. Okay. For those of you that don't know, don't know what a long snapper is. It's literally the guy that – it's like the center – Snaps the ball, but for like the punter. Punter. Yeah. yeah. So he's literally snapping the ball along longer ways. Steelers longtime long snapper, longtime long snapper. That was kind of Greg Warren will turn 36 this season, uh, and it's, I believe his contract is up at the at the end of this season. So, um, and Holba is more than likely going to be Warren's successor. This is a pick that won't get Steelers fans amped. Um, much like offensive line picks, it's not pretty but it's a smart move. I would have liked to have seen the Steelers get him in the last round, but the Steelers wanted to be sure they got their man to replace one, and there was a possibility that he may not have been there in the last round, so they went and got their guy. Um, I know some people may laugh at this pick. It's kind of like a kicker or a punter pick, you know what I mean? Or it's like, oh, you know, whatever. Um, like, it's not important, but it is important. You can ask a punter. Ask any punter and just ask them. And see if they think if the long snapper position is important. Let me tell you, they're going to say, yeah, it's definitely important. When we interviewed Jeff Reed uh, a couple months ago, and when he was talking about getting to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl, Jeff Reed said, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but he said this pretty much, uh, that everyone has a job. Everyone needs to execute to do their job. Um, and that's in order for the team to win. Everybody has to execute their job in order for the team to win. And that's including long snappers on punt plays. Every, you know, no matter how small a position may seem, it matters. And you know what? We just talked to Rick Upchurch. Yeah. And he talked about the fact that there's a lot of players, particularly returning guys, mm-hmm. and, and guys in special teams that don't get their due credit. Right. And this I is think, one of the and positions. this is one of those positions that yep. doesn't get its due credit. There is very, this is a very important position. Yeah. It just stresses once again that every position on the team matters. It, it matters. Yeah. It has a, it has its purpose. Yep. And uh, you know, while some people might scoff at the pick of Holbo, being you know being the long snapper, or oh, we got a long snapper. Uh, you shouldn't because you don't know what the season will have in store for you. Holba could end up playing with his size, with his physicality. He could yeah. end up playing on offensive line somewhere else as well. He may have to. And you're he right. might have to. Yeah, you're right. Um, so this this is one of those picks where you have to get this guy. Right. Uh, and one thing we tend to forget is that there are times in the NFL season where people get hurt, and it's all it's next man up. Yep. It's and gotta, yep. he could be that next man. So don't scoff at this. Let me, let me tell you something else, too. We all talk about how amazing Bill Belichick is, how great of a coach he is, right? Yeah. He got one in the fifth, didn't he, Ted? Bill Belichick drafted a long snapper in the fifth round two years ago. Everybody says he's smart. Just saying, guys. Yeah, yeah. He's got a couple Super Bowls, doesn't he, Ted? <laughs> a few. A few, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, a few of them. Next pick, Keon Adams, outside linebacker out of Western Michigan, round seven pick 30. Guess what? 
He's a three-sport high school athlete. Adams has a legit shot at making the team, even though he was drafted in the seventh round, thanks to his uh, fit at a 3-4 rush linebacker. That does help with the Steelers. Um, not to mention, his NFL comparison is Arthur Motes, who is a Steeler. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, has good foot quickness and part to his basketball background. He will be behind the likes of James Harrison, T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, and Arthur Motes. Also projected to go in rounds five to six. Plus, you can never have too many pass rushers. How many times have we said that? Guys, guys, I say it all the time. You can never have too many pass rushers. But here's what I like about Keon Adams, all right? Not only did he play linebacker, he played defensive end. This is a versatile yep. player. He's a yep. big guy, 6'2", 245. Yep. He had 126 tackles, 33 for a loss, 14 and a half sacks. But Ted, Teddy's got some hustle. Yep. He had two forced fumbles. Yep. Or four force fumbles, I should say, two fumble recoveries, and he has a pass deflection. That's uh-huh. always good. Huh? Guy that's pretty active in the passing game. He is. This and is uh this is uh, a guy that not only does he have a good chance of making the team, but this is a depth pick. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, a, it's another good what? solid depth pick. And again, you can never have too many pass rushers. James Harrison goes out on a slight injury or needs to, you know, take a breather. He's getting old, he's getting up there in age. Um, you know. They've got T.J. Watt on the other side of the ball, Let's, or on the other side of the defense. Let's just throw out, you know, Adams. Yeah. Let's get him out there and get some time. Yeah. Time for some analysis. It is. Steelers draft grade is – we'll tell you in a second. got to give you, our, give you our synopsis first, guys. Though some picks had me scratching my head or were not the prettiest, it is clear that the Steelers are voting for the future and selected some key guys in that process. This was a, a typical Steelers draft, not trading up or down, saying what the picks you have been given and making the most out of those picks. I I, I got to say it, Big D, you and I are on the same page here. We both gave him a B, B plus. I gave him a B plus, and you know what I really liked about this? The Steelers mm-hmm. stayed in their element, and it paid off, Ted. Mm-hmm. They stayed – you know, people would say, oh, they were too conservative. Let me tell you something. The Steelers are one of the most successful franchises in NFL history, and you don't get to and consistently so. And yep. you don't get to that point by being boneheaded. No. You yep. know what the Steelers aren't going to get this week, Ted? A dough. They're not going to get a dough because they stuck on it. They stayed with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And uh, one of the things, the other thing that I want to point out is this is not only just building for the future. Uh, they picked up some very versatile players yep. at the positions that they picked them up in. <clears> that is just. That, that, to me, really swayed me to get a B+. That's what got me excited about this getting draft a, Getting a bang for your buck yeah. kind of, the, kind you, of know, draft I, you, you, you talk about players, you know, being sort of, you know, oh, in a one-dimensional. But the Steelers didn't draft that. They drafted some guys that could, multi, you know, fill out multiple positions on their on their, on their their defense right. and offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I really do like the draft. Like I said, I would tweak just a couple things. But all in all, it's a very, very solid draft. draft and the, the Steelers fans should be happy. Um, should get excited. You know what I mean? I, I would be worried if I was a Browns fan or Bengals fan or Ravens fan. Let's face it. If you're a Browns fan, you should just be worried all the time. <laughs> Maybe. We'll find out later on Same this year. The Bengals. Uh, let's see. Where are we at on time? We are at – it's 11.15. No call yet. No call, yet. No no call yet. from Mr. Yeah. Geddes. Still waiting for Geddes. Get out. I'm waiting. We'll talk to you. Big D. Let's see here. Okay. Let me go ahead and message him real quick. So while we're w- waiting for me to see if he's call- calling in here, no, I haven't seen any awesome, awesome, uh, no, no awesome, awesome. Uh, there, there will be no fun facts today. No fun he facts. did text me that earlier today. Yeah, yep, that is correct. Are you gonna be okay, Big D? I know that's a big highlight of your day. I'm not gonna be okay. Austin is grounded. 
In fact, you know what, Austin? You know what you get? Oh, boy. You took you took from me, I'm taking from you. Austin gets a dope. No! No fun facts? I know. My audience lives off those. I know. You know, and this was a big week, too, so. Yeah. Uh, very, very disappointing. But moving on, guys. The <laughs> The Green Bay Packers draft recap. First off, Kevin King, cornerback out of Washington. Round two, pick one, standing at 6'3". And you combine that with his 4.43 40-yard dash combine speed, and you have a nice combination. King is coming from a talented Huskies defense and will look to add talent to the Packers' subpar secondary. And with Sam Shields leaving, King has a great opportunity to earn a starting role, has experience playing in the slot, which is interesting given given his height, being 6'3". Big D, how do you feel about Kevin King? You know, Ted, I like this pickup, Kevin King. We needed we needed some defense. Uh, he had 164 tackles, uh, nine and a half TFLs, six interceptions, which really excited me. But what excited me most is that he's very active in the passing game. He had 22 right. pass deflections. He forced two fumbles, and he recovered two fumbles. Right. Uh, but he's also a tall corner, another tall corner, 6'3", six, three. 200 pounds. So he can muscle it up with some of those big receivers. This is a good pick for the, for the Packers. And let me tell you something. It's not just a good pick. It's a, it's a necessary pick. I would have been furious if the Packers had been targeted. As a Packers fan, I would have been absolutely furious if they had not drafted a corner, especially as many passing yards as we gave up a season ago. Well, and, yeah, your secondary was, you know, an Achilles heel for your guys' really team. Was. And on top of that, you look at – And you look at our division. You, well, no, I mean, you guys did lose Sam Shields. He was a starting corner for you guys. So you, you, you guys have definitely needed to address that issue. You did. Good job. I'm happy about it. You like that pick, they, huh? they, they, This is a pick I like. Okay. Some picks coming up, though, that I don't like. Next pick, Josh Jones. Safety out of NC State, round two, pick 29. They should label Josh Jones as a DB. The Packers do like to cross-train their players, and this looks to be no different. He's physical. He's a tremendous athlete. He's a hard hitter. Has speed. Ball skills. To go against vertical threat. He's got, he's got good ball skills. Yeah. He does. Prototypical combination of size, speed, strength. Six, he's 6'1", 220 pounds, 32-inch arm length, and ran a 4.41, 20 bench reps, 37.5-inch vertical, and 132-inch broad jump. He needs to be better disciplined in coverage and as a tackler. The Packers will be looking at finding HaHa Clinton Dix, a par- partner, and Morgan Burnett is not getting any younger. And the man found it. Haha's partner. No, this is, a, no, this is another solid pick. Uh, Jones had 229 tackles, yeah. eight and a half sacks, eight interceptions, so nothing to scoff at by any means. He had uh, 17 pass deflections, two fumble recoveries, three forces. I like this pick. It's not a bad pick. Uh, clearly, the Packers front office was paying attention to the fact that their defense needs depth, needs help. Um, our offense is always – the offense for the Packers has always, for the most part, been pretty, pretty good, especially since they have uh, Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback. Kind of helps. But uh, the secondary has left a lot to be desired over the last two seasons. Even when we had – even when they had Sammy Shields, they still weren't uh, really setting the world on fire. Right, absolutely. Uh, so this is definitely a good pick. And I expect we'll see uh, Josh Jones not only play safety, but also corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's another case of uh, cross-training. Ted, round three pick, though. Round three, Montrevis Adams, defensive tackle, Auburn. Round three, pick 29. 
The Packers need to find a guy that can play right away with the release of uh, nose tackle Leroy Goyne. Adams will have the chance to earn that starting role for the Packers and at minimum will be be a guy um, they can have come in on rotation. Though, Adams did injure his foot with a stress fracture and reportedly underwent foot surgery and can miss up to six weeks. This is a pick that I really had me scratching my head. I know that, really? Yeah, this is a – I know that Montrevis Adams is talented. He is. Um, but injuries, man. Yeah. Well, I never – I don't – I just don't like it when you get a guy yeah. that's already got a history of injury. This is a big man, mm-hmm. okay? He is 6'4", 305 pounds, and he's already having problems with his lower body. And that is typically serious for big right. guys, especially linemen who have to be – who are going to put tremendous stress on their lower body. Right. They're going to be down in the – they're going to be in the box, so to yeah. speak, all season long, in the trenches, battling it out with other big guys. It's like, you know, two elephants fighting <laughs> all, all season long, you know. Uh, this is – you know, this is a good – he's a good player. He had 147 tackles, 19.5 TFLs, 10.5 sacks. He also had two interceptions, so that's a little eye-opener there for a defensive tackle. Yeah. Uh, he had three forced fumbles and three fumble recoveries, but he also had three pass deflections. If he can stay healthy, this is, a, this is a knocking it out of the park. It's, it's a good pick, yeah. But if he doesn't, this is going to leave well, the and they, the they drafted him, and he wasn't hurt yet. You know, he got yeah. hurt in the preseason, so, yeah. you know, leading up to the regular season. So, you know, again, when regular season comes around, he'll be, it'll be about time for him to be ready to rock. But you just have to. This is something that they're going to have to keep an eye on, though. Yeah. As as they move forward, is can he stay healthy? That's yep. the question that's going to be up. Next pick, Vince Beagle, linebacker out of Wisconsin. The other Wisconsin linebacker. Yeah. Not T.J. Watt. Not T.J. Though. Round four, pick one. Beagle will not have to move far in his journey from college to the pros. The Packers do have good linebackers in Clay Matthews and Nick Perry and Jake Ryan, of course. This pick is good for depth and rotation. Uh, he does have a nagging foot injury that. He has dealt with since high school. I don't. I, this is the pick I don't like. For I was guys. just about to say I don't like this pick either. Yeah, this is the one I don't like. Injury. Yep. Yeah, you got stats for us. Yeah, stats. So uh, he accrued 131 tackles, sure. 28 TFLs, 15 sacks, mm-hmm. uh, three pass deflections, three forced fumbles. Uh, the lower extremities injury again puts puts question marks on him, especially one that has been nagging him since high school. I mean, yeah, this is pretty bad. A, this is a pretty bad. Uh, this this is a very head scratching move. There were definitely uh, good linebackers still available in round four, right? And I don't know why we went with Ben Beagle. Well, I mean, I get it. Again, somebody they, they saw something in him, so maybe it's the hometown hometown hero thing. No, no, it's not. It's not Ted. It's not. This is just bad judgment. <laughs> next guy, uh, Ted, next Jamal guy, Williams. Jamal Williams, running back out of BYU, round four, pick twenty eight. Aside from Ty Montgomery at the running back position, the Packers had nobody, not a single person. <laughs> the, the Packers needed to add depth, and this will keep T.Y. honest and may even see some split time with T.Y. Williams can bring toughness and good instincts between the tackles, um, which is what the Packers lacked last season in the run game. Yeah. So, it, good pick. I, it's all right. Um, Stats-wise, uh, he accrued 3,901 yards, yeah. 5.4 yards a carry, had 35 touchdowns. He also caught 567 yards receiving, uh, one receiving touchdown, and he averaged uh, 9.5 yards after contact when catching the ball. Wow. Uh, so he's still a pretty – this is a solid pick. Definitely something that, that Green Bay needed to invest in was a running back. Clearly they right. have not had a consistent starting running back uh, since – 
love God. Uh, even to call Eddie Lacy would consistent would be a problem. Uh, they haven't had one in quite some time. So this is a good pick, uh, but there's a better one on the horizon, Ted. Next pick, D'Angelo Yancey. Wide receiver out of Purdue, round five, pick 32. Yancey has an uphill battle to climb with the likes of Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, and Devontae Adams. Though for right now, this pick is merely for depth. It is not too far-fetched to say if one of those guys gets hurt, Jordy Nelson, Yancey Don't you wish that evil on would me? be able to step in and help the Packers. I'm not wishing anything on anybody. I just know how um, Jordy Nelson is. You better stay healthy, Jordy. Uh, D'Angelo, 6'2", 220 pounds, yep. 2,344 yards receiving. He averaged 16.6 yards a catch, which is pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, and he had 20 touchdowns. How big is he? 6'2", 220 pounds. That's not bad. So he's, he's a pretty good-sized guy. Uh, but Yancey is likely, unless of it, unless we get injury, he's not gonna. Not gonna like no, I mean, he, like I said, it's more of a pure yeah, depth. Special thing. teams, maybe. But, yeah. And this next pick is the one I like. Yeah, I like this pick for you guys too. Next pick, Aaron Jones, running back out of UTEP. Round five, pick thirty-nine. He's a mighty minor, Ted. He, he is. Remember when I said Ty was the only running back on the Packers roster? That was until this draft. Jones broke off a forty-plus uh, run yard. 40-plus yard run mm-hmm. in eight games last season. Yes, he did. So that's pretty good. Uh, so he has the potential for big plays, has over 4,000 yards um, over his collegiate career, as well as 40 touchdowns. He may be a backup for now, but I like his upside and potential more than I like Williams. Guys, this is the pick that I really like. This guy's 5'10", 208 pounds. He's at that great running back height where he's lower to the ground. Yep. Not this, too heavy either. This, this guy had over 4,000 yards rushing, yep. 4,114 uh, to be exact, but he yep. averaged 6.3 yards a carry, which right. is tremendous. That's big. Uh, and he had 646 receiving yards and yep. seven receiving touchdowns. This guy uh, is a bruising running back, and he basically had to carry UTEP's offense. Yeah. Well, I mean, UTEP. I mean, it's UTEP. Right. Um, but – this is a pick – this was, for me, the, the Packers' steal. You know what, Big D? I like this, too, out of you because, yeah, you kind of said, yeah, it's UTEP, but your bias isn't showing here because, I mean, you're an NFL team, got a non-Texas Tech team. You know, the thing with UTEP, and this is, this is something to consider. UTEP is from a smaller conference, but you know what? Despite the fact that UTEP's not the greatest team in the world, they were in the top tier in not only their conference, but – in the top tier of rushing, just in general, right, right, uh, with, a, with with a guy accruing one, you know, having pretty much like one thousand yards a season, right, pretty nice, yeah. Um, so, you know, this is another one of those picks where you look at a guy from a small school who can be right. very explosive. Yeah, that's definitely good that you pointed that out. Yeah, I like your non-bias in this. That's very good. I try. <laughs> well, we got another pick, Ted. Round six, Kofi Amachia. Kofi Amachia. Center out of South Florida, round six, pick 29. This is another pick that is merely depth. Four of the Packers' five starters on the offensive line are returning, and the Packers also signed Jahari Evans. Uh, I expect Amichia to make the roster since the Packers do lack depth on the offensive line. 
this is another pick that isn't pretty, but again, it makes sense. It's, and he's it's something and you, you know, guys need. He may play center, but he's also played offensive tackle. Yeah. Um. So and, the, and I've heard rumors about him going to guard. And he may, and he could. Uh, this is definitely a very important pick. We've said it before a million times. Right. Uh, and I'm going to say it again. You have got to protect the quarterback. Big boys. Uh, the big boys do deserve the big bucks. Without them, the game really doesn't really work out very well right. for a lot of players. So uh, this is a no-brainer pick. It's not it's not sexy, uh, but it's a pick that you have to make sometimes, and I think this is a good pick. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. Again, it's not a sexy pick, but it's a smart one. Moving on, Devontae Mays, running back out of Utah State, round seven, pick 20. Triple dip? Much? Yeah. In case you haven't noticed, Mays is the third running back the Packers drafted, and to be honest, this may become a practice squad signing, but low risk, high reward. What Mays does bring to the Packers at the minimum is he will push the other two rookie running backs to keep the honest, to keep them honest. Uh, Mays has had a reoccurring leg injury. Another guy with more injuries, um, though I would wouldn't want to tackle a 5'11", 230 pound running back. No, uh, Devontae Mays had a thousand. 225 yards rushing, 12 touchdowns, mm-hmm. average six yards a carry. So he's not a slouch. No. So the injuries do call into question you know, right. why they drafted him. And, again, I understand the Packers needed running backs. You look at their team last year, their running game was not good. Right. Even with Ty Montgomery playing fairly well at the running back position, they just – I mean, if, if Aaron Rodgers couldn't throw for 50 yards plus every, every other play, uh, they probably wouldn't have had an offense. Um but for me, I, I just – this pick did leave me scratching my head because they did have two guys that they drafted at running back already at this point. Right. you think that this is the point in time where you go defense again? Well, I would think so too. And on top of that, I think um, you'd go defense here. But on top of that, you go – you know, if you want a, another running back for this roster, why not get another, you know, veteran in a yeah. free agency? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, because having that, that leadership, having that – I know, mean, they let go uh, Michael. Christine Michael. Christine Michael. Yes. Wasn't bad. For the Seahawks, right. Correct. Um, again, I just, you know, Ty Montgomery's good. I like him as a running back. I just, you know, you've got your two running running backs for from the draft. Yeah. Then I would have went, you know, mm-hmm. okay, let's let's just dip in the free agency pool. And, and especially with a draft that we talked about over and over again, being having so much depth on defense. Yeah. The the Packers needed defensive players. They needed more men in their secondary. Yeah. A secondary that needed all the help it could get. And yes, it may be seventh round, but you never know. You may find that you diamond of the rough. Yeah. yeah. And there were still players on board. Defensive yeah. players that were good. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on, Malachi. Dupre, not Dupree, Dupre. Dupre. Wide receiver out of LSU, round seven, pick 20. You know what? This one, to me, I like this pick. I really do. Um, it, he's kind of, um, I don't want to say shadowed, but it's. I think he has more upside than what he's being given credit for because of, and I'll explain in a minute. Same thing with Yancey. Dupree will have a big uphill battle to, uh, to earn a roster spot. He has the upside in his developmental, but I do believe the inconsistencies at quarterback at LSU, tendered him tremendously. Yeah, and he still accrued 1,609 yards, yeah. still averaged 16 yards yeah. catch, and he still had 14 touchdowns. And he's a, he's a good-sized uh, wide receiver, too. I foresee a practice squad signing, but then again, he does have the upside. I really think he's got some tremendous upside. Oh, he's 6'3", weighs 190 pounds. He's, he's in that great – he's got – He's the bulk a little he, bit. He does he put on some weight. He's got, some, he's got a little bit of speed. Uh, but for me, actually, Ted, I don't like this pick. You don't like it? I don't like this pick. And you know why? Because you want to go defense again. Because defense, man. Defense. I know you so much. Why? Uh, you know what, Ted? 
Okay. I was, I, this wasn't going to happen, but it is going to happen. <laughs> Back-to-back picks you don't need? Let me tell you something. Green Bay, I know you're listening. Go! You get a go. You don't let your, your defense down like that. Well, let's, get, let's give them our synopsis, Big D. We got the Green Bay, Green Bay Packers draft grade, but we got to give the synopsis first. The Packers had 10 draft pick selections, and the first four were on the defensive side of the ball. You like that? I do. Okay. After that, all of their picks were on the offensive side of the ball. I would have liked to have seen the Packers pick to drafting more defensive players as their offense hasn't been hindering the Packers. Their defense has. So the offense is high flying. The offense is getting them where they need to be, but their defense needs to step up. They need to get the players do. to do that. Um, Big D, we're, we're on the same page here. Uh, I like a lot of their picks, quite a few of their picks. It's, it's still a solid draft class. Uh, but like you said, I, I think the last pick was okay for me, but I think you're right with the running back. I think and you're right with a couple of the other I ones. I think uh, also the Yancey pick. You that know, five, fifth round, I think uh, well, I for, think at that again, point. Depth purposes, I can kind of understand. But, again, when you I go. I mean, if you're going to go with Dupre later on. Yeah, that's true. Well, I get Yancey. Yeah, that's true, too. Fifth so, I mean. still have great defensive players on board. I gave him a B minus, guys. I, I give him barely a B minus. Oh, you, you're almost at C plus. I'm almost at a C. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost at a C plus, and the major reason why is their defense last year made it so difficult for them to win games last year. If right. you look at the games the Packers played in, they never you, you don't see a lot of you don't always see blowouts in the NFL. But if you look at the way that they played last year, they had to shootouts with a lot of teams that they played. Right, and if their offense stalled at the beginning of the game, they got blown out. Right, uh, a key example of this is the Tennessee game. Tennessee ran amok on them. I mean, they were everywhere. They got out quick to a heavy start, to a quick start, and and the Packers' offense got outpaced because their defense couldn't slow down that offense. Uh, so, and they got beat a lot through the air. Yeah. In that game against a quarterback that's not really, you know, anything to be running home about. Yeah. I mean, you, you, it's they definitely should have addressed the defensive side of the ball, but again. You know what's even more, um, what's the word I want to use, uh, disappointing to me is the fact that they had 10 draft picks, and they had a real chance here to, like, make this team yeah. way, way, way better. Yeah, they had some – they had a, great lot opportunities. Of, they had a lot of opportunities. I mean, they could have traded – they could have pulled the Bears and traded quite a few of their picks up to get somebody – I would have. They could have, tra- they could have traded up, uh, which that's one of the things that frustrates me uh, about this draft. This is one of the reasons why I gave the team – uh, the grade that I gave him, yeah, I couldn't give him a, I couldn't give him a C plus, uh, but I couldn't give him anything better than a B minus because they had with their picks, we saw teams take risks and mm-hmm. it paid off yeah. for them. Uh, we saw teams get bold, and one of the teams we saw get bold was the Bears, yeah. who got bold from the very beginning, traded. I'm not sure. I'm top. not sure if they're no, draft picks. Sure. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Off. Now, I don't know if all their draft picks are going to pay off, but we've seen teams just over the just during the season already get very bold. Yeah. Uh, and when your when your opponents are getting bold like this, you signing making these signings, you've got a, yep. a division with like the Packers are in with offenses that are so high powered like like Detroit's. Right. You've got to, you've got to be able to pull the trigger on better picks. Yeah. And again, I. I don't not like your guys' draft, but, again, I think it could have definitely been, could better. Have been better. Yeah. Um, they did trade out of the second round, though. That's how the, the um, Browns did. got their third first-round pick. So there's that. Um, 
and you guys got the first pick in the second round, so it's almost yeah. like a first rounder. Yeah. But at the same time, I think I would have traded some of these later rounds to get up higher in the draft, yeah. go get some more playmakers, or just made a couple, a little bit of a better decision on some of these. I think they definitely should should tweak their process. I definitely think they they made a mistake by not going to corner more. Right. Some a, a position you for the Packers could never have too much depth at. Right. Very true. Listen, guys. There are no fun facts today from Austin. Awesome, Austin, um, unfortunately. But that does not mean we are completely done. I don't like to do that to you guys. I don't want to just, you know, hurry up, get it over with, run through our stuff. We did not get a call from Adam Geddes. I do apologize. Um, I've messaged him over the course of the show several times. Um, he is a very busy man, especially being on the current roster with the Giants. Um, so I'm hoping we can get him on the show later on or at a different date that, you know, is a little more convenient for him. But, again, he did not call, so we can't do the interview, right? I mean, that's how that goes. Um, yeah, you know, that's, that happens. I mean, Adam, Adam, you didn't call me. And you know what happens? You know what happens? Do it. When you don't call, straight football talk. And this is for all you people listening that haven't called me. What's wrong with you? You get a go. <laughs> you get a deal. So. Having said that, we're going to go to fantasy. Because we don't have fun facts, we're going to do some fantasy, guys. Um, fantasy. Actually, before we do fantasy, I forgot we have the sports injury prediction. Yeah, you know, Ted, we definitely need to bring this up. Yeah. We just talked about we, we, Buster trade. Yeah, so we talked about Sammy Watkins going to the Rams. That was a huge trade. And I mentioned that um, he's very injury prone. And the Bills made out getting another number one guy in Jordan Matthews and get rid of Sammy Watkins because, because he can't play. He's, he's always hurt. So, guys, sportsinjurypredictor.com. I ended up finding this looking up Watkins' injury. This is very interesting because you go down, and it gives you all of his injuries from his collegiate career to now his professional career. It, it explains everything. It's a nice overview. Down towards the bottom, it gives you the chance of him injuring himself again in 2017. They're listing it as an 84.2% chance of him injuring himself again. And something to keep in mind, Ted, about this is the way that they're determining this risk yeah. is based on the injuries he's gotten in his past. Yeah. And you look at the fact that the last injuries that he sustained were to the lower body, his leg, his, uh, what was it, his calf, right? And then his foot. Uh, September 27th, 2015, leg, calf, strain. Hang on, let's see, make sure. August, you are correct. Yeah, his cap and his foot. Yeah. Uh, and his foot sidelined him for the rest of the season, shortened his season yeah. by quite a bit. So he gives 84.2% chance of him injuring himself again um, this coming season. But that chance of injuring per game, 10.9%, almost 11% chance he's going to get hurt every game. Every game. That's crazy. And, and you know why it's that high, and I can tell you why it's that high. Because he's a wide receiver. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's going to get hit quite a bit, and he has to he has to run. Yeah, I mean much more, and that, that, and you know, you say he's a wide receiver, but at the same time, it's not like he's a bench wide receiver. Yeah, he's he a is star. A starter. Yeah, he's yeah. a star. He is going to. Be, he did not go to St. Louis to sit on the bench. <laughs> yeah. They didn't go out of their way to trade for him to sit on the bench. He will be starting. Yeah, uh, just just like Jordan Matthews will be starting. Right. Um. But that being said. With such a high rate of injury, I think – And I love, I love the bottom part, too, right here. Projected games missed for 2017 is 4-4-2. So – And he missed – He missed eight, eight last, last year. year. The year before it was three. Yeah. So 
Guys, it's something to keep in mind, especially since we are going to be talking about fantasy now. Yeah. I'm staying clear of Sammy Watkins. Um, you, yeah. It'd have to be way late for me to go, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I'm definitely staying clear of him now. Jordan Matthews. I don't know about that. Yeah, I like Jordan that's Matthews. Lower, that's a lower pick. Now we talked about Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, he was the number three running back ranked. And Ted, you know what that does? You what? know what that does to the draft for running backs? With him, it changes getting, everything. With him getting a suspension, he has fallen bad. He went from number three overall, not in just running backs, but number three overall, to number eighteen. Ooh. That's, that's, that's a drop. And Ouch. the only reason why he hasn't fallen any further is because it's Ezekiel and he's going to appeal. Yeah. And I think everybody's yeah. banking on him to get some some reduce, you know, some games reduced on yeah. his suspension. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see about that. Have to watch. Um, I was talking with uh, our good buddy, Awesome Austin, yesterday. He was asking me about what some of the players I like. And, I, of course, I told him I can't give out all my strategies. I can't give out everything oh, because yeah. – I've got to make sure I do well. You know, I can't tell, hey, you know, this guy's going to – I feel like this guy's going to do well this year, and then they draft him, and then I'm true, right? So I'm going to do that. I'm going to So I'm going to tell you some of the guys that I'm going to stay clear of for running backs this year. Uh, Actually, probably just a couple for all positions. Hey, you know, let's do it. I'm I'm, I'm down to go in there. So – and these guys are first-rounders. Guys that – especially in my league that are going the first round, especially we do 16-person league. Um. First off, LaShawn McCoy. And right when I say that, I know people are going to be very upset with me over that. You know, LaShawn McCoy had such a baller year last year, this and that. He's also injury prone. He's also getting older. Um, I think they're going to rely on him a little too much this year. And I I, I think it's – I just have a bad feeling about LaShawn McCoy. That does not mean he won't perform, guys. He very well could. This is a guy that I'm staying clear from when I'm drafting in the first round. Come second round, I'm pulling the trigger on on McCoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's definitely (laughs) – Excuse me, but because if I have the option between him or Melvin Gordon, I want Melvin Gordon. The the head coach they got is more of a run-style guy. Melvin Gordon has had injuries in the past as well. I just like Melvin Gordon a little Ken, bit better. You know who I'm going to stay clear of? Somebody you had bad experience with a season ago. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. You really? I'm going to stay I'm clear actually, of Todd Gurley. I'm actually, like, banking on Todd Gurley I'm going to stay year. clear of Todd Gurley. He, yeah. had a, he had a pretty nasty injury last year. Kept him out for a little bit. Right. And uh, we just talked about lower lower tier injuries and what what that does to ball carriers. Right. I'm if I'm uh, if I'm drafting in the first round, I'm staying away from Todd Gurley. Well, you know what I like. I, I like Todd Gurley. I really do. I think he. I think last year was a sophomore slump. We see that a lot with you know rookies. Um, I do. I do like Todd Gurley. Um, and it's an intriguing matchup the week one because he plays Indianapolis. The defense has gotten younger and better. But we don't know how much. You know yeah. what I mean? We don't know how, if Todd Gurley is going to be able to run all over him or not. But Sammy Watkins did come to L.A. So that could help Todd Gurley. Ted, I got a question for you. Go for it. I got a question for you. Sleeper. A sleeper for running backs? We yeah. talked about that last week. Yeah, but, but we can talk about it again. <laughs> so let's see. Let's see some sleepers down here. Um, let's see. That's ranked 60. Oh, boy. We're way down here, guys, for running backs. Let's go way back. Okay. Um, so, again, the sleeper is going to be a guy you would draft way late. I mean, I'm talking round 10 or higher, um, maybe eight or nine if you truly choose. Um, again, if you've got a big league, you need to draft somebody early. By all means, do what you got to do. Um, but a guy that I like late in the draft is Giovanni Bernard. You're looking at him at rank 155. 
that's pretty far back. And he is always involved with the passing plays. Uh, he's going to get you points every week. It's again, if you've got a bye week, let's you know, let's say you, your your star running back's got a bye week, you need to fill it in for just to get you some points. Giovanni Bernard's the guy. And again, if you're in a smaller league where you may not need him, but you know, again, except for bye weeks, you may be able to pick him up off for free. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to be bold here. I'm, I'm unfortunately going to show a little bit of bias for once. Uh oh. DeAndre Washington. Oakland Raiders. Okay. Special teams. Mm-hmm. And catch the ball out in the slot like a wide receiver. And uh-huh. I wouldn't be surprised to see him touch the ball quite a bit this season. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad one. Um, I mean, that's and he's pretty far back. 177. But right here, um, actually, that's another guy to look out for. Let me see if I can go to the teams here. And I can't. But let's do this. Um, I just saw Run DMC, guys. Darren McFadden. That is actually not a bad um, either. I definitely 182 agree. rank. I'm going to check out Alfred Morris real quick. What's uh, is Morris next right there? He is. Uh, wow, two two seventy one is his rank. That's probably because he's on uh, trade block. Yeah. If I had to guess. So then, if that's the case, then you're going to look at um, Run DMC, uh, Darren McFadden, as the next guy when Ezekiel Elliott yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, out. is out. So Darren McFadden is another good sleeper for those games that Zeke isn't in there. Yeah. So if you need a, like, let's say you didn't get a good running back to start out with to kickstart your season off in fantasy. Darren McFadden could be that running back for you guys to pick up. Could not agree more because I suspect that if he is the next man on deck for the yeah. Cowboys, he's going to touch the ball quite a bit. Another guy to watch out for right here, Marlon Mack. Oh, yes. That's the rookie yes. that we were raving about yes. that the Colts got. Uh, Frank Gore's getting hurt or getting old. Could get hurt. Could get hurt. Marlon and, Mack could come in here. Ted, this is another thing we should bring up. Uh, don't be afraid to pick a guy like Marlon Mack, even if he has to share time. He may share time with Frank Gore, but you don't know what He's they might the light do with that the thunder. Time. Yeah. yeah, You don't so. know what they might do with that time. So that's something and to keep an eye on. When you're lo- and when draft. you're looking at these guys, again, this is his Marlon Mack's rank is 204, guys. That is way back there. So, again, I, I really – sleepers here, good sleepers. I keep thinking about it. The Darren McFadden one just is enticing uh, a lot. Um, let's see – Scrolling up a bit. I said Giovanni Bernard. Um, let's keep going down now. Let's go back down. It's going to take me a little bit here. I always like – I've got to pick and choose, of course. You know what? Dallas here. He has a question. For go ahead. Show today, Ted. Go ahead. He's, he's got a question even if awesome Austin doesn't. What about that Marshawn Lynch over there in Oakland, huh? How are we sleepers? How, no, how are we going to what, – what kind of season do you think Marshawn Lynch is going to have in that Oakland offense? Well, I mean – Something is it's gonna it's gonna all, all, it's all gonna depend on the offensive line. It's all gonna depend on how Derek Carr does. But you know we all expect Marshawn Lynch to come in right away and just be Marshawn Lynch again. But that may not be the case because he's been out for a year. I expect him to have a good year. I don't expect him to have a phenomenal year, but I expect him to have a good year. Yeah, I was kind of wondering if you think he'll uh, he'll experience that uh, that field that off the field rust that tends to accompany players that haven't played for a while. And while we're on the subject, do we think that that's gonna affect Jay Cutler? Who remember? Well, hasn't played. It's true, but um, he's actually been. Uh, he played last year, so it's not like you know. Marshawn Lynch had a whole year where he didn't right. play. Uh, Jay Cutler's been throwing the, during the off season, so it's not the crazy like training camp wise. But he he did say that he's been throwing, so I'm not worried about Jay Cutler as as I am about Marshawn Lynch. But if you're if you're again guys, if you're drafting and Marshawn Lynch um, is there around two or three, uh, and you need need a running back. Go ahead, pull the trigger on him. I say go for it. 
Um, he should do good. Should. Let's see. I talked about Alfred Morris, you know, depending on what happens. Another guy to watch yeah. out for, and again, this is going to matter. It's going to depend on Le'Veon Bell. I think Le'Veon Bell will be back by week one, but James uh, Conner, yes. If, Jan- if Le'Veon Bell gets hurt. And you know what, Ted? Yeah. You mentioned the thunder and the lightning. Mm-hmm. What about the thunder and the thunder? Yeah. Because you might see. Well, Le'Veon Bell is the lightning, that's yeah. for sure. You might see both of those men touch the field yeah. this season, too. Yeah. Goal line situations, maybe even. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. And uh, Connor's got the size to be a good plunge into the end zone fullback. So, like, it's six there. Yeah, I like I like all those for, um, wide out for running backs. You want to go wide? You don't want to go quarterback? Wide. You know what? We can do quarterback next. All right. So, the ones we, this is the ones we want to stay clear of. Stay clear of. Okay. Okay. Quarterbacks, first, quarterbacks, you want to stay clear of. Okay, I'm going to go out this from a my perspective. When I draft round one, it, again, it, again, it depends on how how big your league is. It depends on how what position you're you're drafting at. But if you're in the top five of any league, do not draft a quarterback. I don't care how good you think you that quarterback is. Do not draft them. You know, especially in a PPR league, running backs are hard to come by. Um, and you've really got to dabble into the 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 databanks of what running backs could be good later on in the draft. Yeah. Like again, looking at DMC, uh, Darren McFadden, looking at guys like Marlon Mack. Exactly. You that's that's hard to you know that's hard. You, that's not a definite thing. Yeah, Whereas right. you get a guy like Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson. You're in the top three. You can get one of those guys. Get one of those guys. Don't grab Aaron Rodgers. Don't grab Tom Brady. Don't grab Drew Brees. Yeah. Don't do that they're because gonna be there. they're they're going to well depending on who's drafting with yeah. you, of course. But even if you don't get the Aaron Rodgers or the Tom Brady or the Drew Brees, guess what, guys? Later on in the draft, you can get a guy like Marcus Mariota. Um, I like him a lot. His rank out of total players is 84. Um, that's pretty good. So you're looking at about round seven, round eight-ish to get Marcus yeah. Mariota. That's not bad. And, again, he uses his legs too, which gets you more points. PPR league or not, that gets you points, Getting you know rushing for over 10 yards. No problem. Um, the other guys I want to stay away from right now, I, I don't know the Andrew Luck situation. I don't like Andrew Luck right now. Um, if you can get him way late and you've already got a quarterback, so he's your backup, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I, I also have to say I would abstain from Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. But, Ted, there's another guy I'd abstain from picking up, and you know who that guy is? Go for it. Andy Dalton. Really? Yeah. That's interesting you say that. Let me click on him because last year he was ranked – 17. He was. And look how far he's fallen, Ted. Well, you're, this is this is all total player ranks, right. not right. quarterback I, ranks. I, I realize that. So quarterback rank, let's see if they give us that. I don't think they do. Maybe. Nope. So anyways, but Andy Dalton. I'd, I'd stay away from him, mainly because he has a tendency to make bad decisions with the ball. There's a lot of interceptions. Well, that depends. Because if you're like me, I wait pretty late to get a quarterback um, towards round 10-ish where Big Ben's going to be there. Phillip Rivers and Andy Dalton and Carson Wentz is going to be there. Potentially Jameis Winston, Derek Carr could be there, right? So you look at that. Um, let's say let's say you have a total brain fart and you go ahead and forget to draft your quarterback till like round 12 and Andy Dalton's there. I honestly would not be scared to draft Andy Dalton. And, my, and because – they got John Ross. With John Ross on that offense, that's going to take some attention away from A.J. Green. That speed alone is going to cause some defenses some worry, okay? They've also got Brandon LaFell. They've also got um, uh, 
Oh my gosh, I just lost his name. Um, out of Notre Dame. Um, oh, I got it. I got it. Floyd. Yeah. Floyd. Floyd. Um, and then they've got Tyler Eifert as well. Again, Dalton has a lot of weapons around him. Um, and it, that could be a very good sneaky pick for somebody later. And again, if you've already got your quarterback, let's say you drafted Big Ben, and then, all right, I need a backup. Andy Dalton's not a bad option. He's not. He's not. He's not a bad backup option. And what I like too is trade bait. People don't talk about that. That's true. Tra- Andy, Dal- Andy Dalton was somebody else. Andy Dalton on a running back to get a better running back, or Andy Dalton a wide receiver to get a better wide receiver could benefit you in the long run. Ted, I got a I got a somewhat sleeper for you. Sure. And you might disagree, and I got a feeling this is going to spark some disagreement from Mr. Ted Tate. Okay. Jay okay. Cutler. No, I like it. You like it? I think this is a sneaky pick. I, I do. Very sneaky. I think uh, we, you know, there's so much doubt. We talked about Jay Cutler getting the big boy bucks for a year. Yeah. There's so much doubt around uh, Jay Cutler, what he can do. But I think well, it's very sneaky getting him in the system that made him successful. He's got a lot of weapons. I will say this. Let's 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 rephrase how we're talking about Jay Cutler. First off, Jay Cutler has had his bad moments. He has. And I think that's because he just didn't want to be there because he wasn't wanted there. That's that's part of it. On top of that, you look at – I wouldn't draft Jay Cutler as my number one quarterback. No. If you're waiting so let's see, his rank is 181. So if you're yeah. waiting till the end of the draft to draft a quarterback, you're you're, gonna stay with you're, you're pretty much screwing yourself anyway. Yeah. So Jay Cutler is a great backup quarterback. Yes. And guess what? He has the upside. He has Jarvis Landry. He, he has does. Kenny Stills. He has Devontae Parker. And you know who's to say midseason Jay Cutler doesn't catch fire? Maybe we find – maybe we see Jay Cutler play the best that he's ever played. Well, and guess and what? And if that happens, <clears throat> you've already got him. And guess what? Matchups are a key, too. They are. So, if let's say um, let's say you're playing – let's see. Let's see. Let me think of your quarterback here. Um, let's say you have Carson Palmer as your quarterback, and they're playing Seattle that week. Okay, I don't know the week's the opponents. This is just for an example. So, let's say you got Carson Palmer. They're playing Seattle. That's not a good matchup. But you've got Jay Cutler on free agency or as your backup. They're playing the Jets. That's or the Browns. Yeah, that's phenomenal. You're going to take Jay Cutler um, yeah. out, um, outcome than you would the Carson Palmer. Yeah. And right. Honestly, yeah, I, I like that as a sneaky pick. Obviously, again, Ted, I, yeah. I definitely agree with you. If you're waiting this long to get a starting quarterback, I mean, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, and uh, another good, know, another sleeper I like here is Carson Wentz. I really it. like that a lot. Love it. Uh, he has the ability to use his legs as well. Um, he's got more weapons than he had last year, some better weapons. Uh, Carson Wentz, I think, is going to be a good fantasy guy. Again, guys, sleepers. They're later on. Yeah. We're supposed to be talking about guys I want to stay away from. But, really, it's, I'm happy with any of these quarterbacks. It's just where you're drafting them is where I don't like. Again, if you're drafting Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, in the first, you know, top ten picks, I'm just not a fan. Yeah. I, I, um, mean, I You know, Matt Ryan's good, too. He's, his rank is 72, obviously. He was MVP last year. And he's pretty, and he's pretty productive. He's and he's got plenty be, of weapons. He's likely to be very productive again this year. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, you want to look at that as well. Uh, Russell Wilson has the ability to use his legs. Cam Newton has the ability to use his legs. Dak Prescott may be interesting to watch. Some people may not like that because of him losing Zeke, but they may have to rely on Dak. He may have yeah. to throw the ball more. More opportunities you get, the more opportunities you have to get more points. And, honestly, uh, you know, we don't talk about it a lot with Dak because – of how much he passed the ball last year, how much, how much Ezekiel Elliott ran the ball. But Dak's no slouch either. He can run. Yeah. And he's durable. Uh, mm-hmm. So I suspect with the Cowboys losing Ezekiel Elliott for potentially six games, 
uh, even if they do get the suspension reduced, expect to see Dak Prescott running a little bit more this yes. season. Another guy I like is Kirk Cousins. Maybe not week one, but I like Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Um, him and Terrell Pryor have been – there's just been nothing but raving going on about him and Pryor, um, both having that good chemistry, that good bond yeah. that you want to see in a quarterback and wide receiver. And I think part of that has to do with this Pryor once was a quarterback. You know what I mean? So yeah. he knows what to expect out of Cousins. And, again, we talked about this before. Kirk Cousins, man. He's got he's contract year. Impressed. His contract year. Uh, he could be a very uh, sneaky pick. Yeah, he absolutely. could he could set he could set it on fire this year. He could really do it. You don't know. Wide receivers, guys that I'm going to stay away from. First off, I'm going to make this very clear. Dez Bryant, if you were like my uh, brother-in-law Austin and drafted him in round one, you got burnt bad. Yeah, bad. Um, another guy I'm going to stay away from. As of right now, not knowing the Andrew Luck situation, I'm going to stay away from T.Y. Hilton. Another guy. Uh, Brandon Cooks here. Uh, yes, Brandon Cooks has great potential. Um, he has that um, big play capability, but at the same time, you're, you'd be getting him at rank 22. Um, there are so many weapons for Tom Brady to throw to guys. Yeah, um, just I, I just I just don't trust it, especially when you know even Drew Brees was in he was inconsistent for fantasy with Drew Brees. So again, I'm gonna stay away from Brandon Cooks, especially. Uh, ranked 22. If he's further back a bit, I like it. But <clears throat> again, at 22, no. Let's go down a bit. Um, another guy I'm not liking, uh, Allen Robinson, uh, wide receiver for the Jaguars. Uh, you know, Blake Bortles is just, he was on fire the other day. He played good the other day, but that was preseason. So. Another guy I'm going to stay away from, Ted. Sammy Watkins. We just said it earlier. Yeah, going to stay away from him. There's a good chance he'll be injured. And another thing, guys, he has not actually been all that consistent. Yeah, I'm, I got to I got to stay away from him. When he's healthy, he's good. But, but it's him staying healthy. healthy. Yeah, it's him staying healthy. And one more guy, uh, another wide receiver guy I'm staying away from is Keenan Allen. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver, number one wide receiver for the Chargers. Same reason for Sammy Watkins. Gets hurt every year. Inconsistent. I do not like that at all. Um, yeah, guys, sleepers, that I, sleepers mm. we'd have to go to the next page, that's for sure. It's not going to be on this page. Yeah. Definitely not Mike Evans, I can so, tell you that. That's a monster. Again, I talked about this last week. Cameron Meredith, good wide receiver there for the Bears. Uh, had a good year last year. You know who I'm going to pick as a sleeper, Ted? Who? Kenny Britt. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, I could, I, I'll, t- I'll take it one step further. Because you get Kenny Britt at 96, well, you can get their number one guy. And Corey Coleman at 108. You could, but you know what? I think uh, Kenny Britt has potential to to be a sneaky pick this year. He could be he could be big for the Cleveland well, Browns this year. I I think he's past his prime, and I think Corey Coleman has the upside. He's the young he guy. He's the he's flat past. And when he was with, um, when he was playing in college, he got a lot of uh, touchdowns. He did, and and he, he did have a big year too. He could be he, great. He did he did well last year. So with him being a little further back, we're talking sleepers. I'm going to pick the guy that's just a little bit further back and has more upside there. Um, Mike Wallace could be a good one. Um, has the connection with Joe Flacco already, although we got to wait and see what happens with Joe Flacco. Um, I'm not getting Rashad Matthews. No. I had somebody tell me, why are you crazy? Um, with Mariota having so many weapons, it's yeah. hard to gauge what they're going to do in Tennessee. I don't like that at all. Um, Jordan Matthews, wow. 
Um, he is at rank 118. That is a great pickup. That is a great sleeper. Number one wide receiver at 118. Yeah, I'll take that every day. And I can tell you right now, uh, Jordan Matthews is going to touch the ball a lot. So that's a great sleeper. Talking about Tyrell Williams last uh, last week. Uh, Tyrell Williams is a good sleeper because we just talked about earlier. Keenan Allen is probably going to get hurt uh, when he and, and with Tyrell being the number three guy. He's going to be stepping up to number two. Mike Williams has gotten hurt before already as a rookie. Tyrell Williams could, and you know, again, if both those guys get hurt, he could be a number one guy. Touchdown, Teddy. Yeah. Tell me how you feel about a guy we talked about not too long ago, Mr. Zay Jones. Love it. That's another That's great, a great pick. sleeper too. Um, uh, good upside. I could have touched the ball a lot. And I talked, I just downed him just a second ago, but Mike Williams is another good sleeper. Uh, just because he got hurt um, a little bit before the, the season started doesn't mean he's not potentially going to do well this year as a rookie. He's ranked 139. He's behind Tyrell Williams now. So gotta, that could one, be another I got guy. one more sleeper, Ted. Sure. I'm going to go with one more sleeper. And Ted, you might disagree. I'm going with Taylor Gabriel. He's a great red zone pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was a favorited target by Matt Ryan last year when they hit the red zone. He does it. Matt Ryan, we talked about it. He's got a lot of weapons. That means some of the guys are not going to touch the ball. I think, I think what you mean is uh, he's not red zone because he's, he's like 5'8". He's not very big. Well, I mean, he caught, a lot. He caught yeah. quite a few touchdowns. Um, he's he's real guys. fast. He's, he's a speed he's, guy. He's got a lot of speed. Uh, he's the guy that is probably going to break off and score you some touchdowns. So if you're in a PPR league, right. Okay, so I guess I'm going to have to disagree with you here again on this Taylor Gabriel thing because scroll down here to about 10 more picks. There's their number two guy, Muhammad Sanu. Well, it's okay. A little, agree with you. That's a, what it's all about. I know. But it's a little later. Uh, rank 172, Muhammad Sanu being the number two guy at in Atlanta. Um, Muhammad Sanu was productive last year. Let's see. I'm liking this. Yeah. Rank 165. Um, doesn't tell me how much his total it does not tell me his total for last year in points, so there's that. But anyways, again, rank 65, he's projected to be 172. Yeah. Um, that's good upside. That's, that is a lot of good upside. No, he's, he's – Go ahead and look at Taylor Gabriel. Go ahead and look at him. There you go. Rank, one, uh, rank 61, um, his projected points is 78. But a little bit better than what um, Muhammad Sanu was last year. So if you're looking at it, uh, let's see. His rank was 61. So, and you're going by, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven picks. Yeah. You can't go wrong either way with either of those guys, really. Yeah. Um, another good guy here, either one, either Eagles receiver that I'm about to mention, Torrey Smith or Nelson Aguilar. I actually like Aguilar more, not just because he's further back, but they got rid of Matthews. Aguilar partially, partially because Aguilar has been just, just – playing out of his mind this offseason. Yeah. So, again, Philly fans, look out for Aguilar later on. I like that one a lot. And Torrey Smith, so low, but he's a pretty explosive guy, too. He, yeah, he, he can get you some points. Yeah, if he's, a, he's got big play capability. I do like that. Um, again, um, I'm not going to go on the Kevin White train again. That was not fun. That has not been a fun train to write on. Let's see. Let's go back another one. Let's see if we can find any deep, deep sleepers. Yeah. There's Tyler Boyd right there for the Bengals. Um, that's their – well, I don't want to say number two guy, but um, Ted, he's been, been down there. We've been bagging on him for a while now. But you know what? what? You know what? I have another sleeper. Who? Terrence Williams. He's pretty low, 
He's actually fairly productive last season. Way down here, yeah. And he is likely with without Ezekiel Elliott again. He's gonna see the. He's probably gonna see some more touches. Um. So he's really inconsistent. That's why he's ranked so yeah, low. Yeah, I know, but I, I so still you've got, think he's got uh, you've a got potential to six upgrade. points, zero points, ten points, fourteen, twelve, eleven. If you had him during that span, you were happy. Yeah, then you he got, had a stretch where he went low, low, low. And, and then, then it's zero, four, three, one, two, eight, three, and then it's back to the highs I, again. But I think in some of those instances, though, they were riding the Zeke train, Ted. Um, yeah, they don't even have him as a rank last year. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that again, this is deep sleeper, guys, but um, Terrence Williams is the, is the number two guy in Dallas. So, again, there's a good possibility there. Let's see. Do I even want to click back one more? I don't. I don't know if you do, Ted. Let me see. Let's just see who is. is you might. You might be in the uh, the dog pile back there. Hey, Ted. There's your uh, one Noah Brown there. Yeah, there's a couple of guys here that are interesting, but I don't think are um, worthy of uh, sitting here mentioning. Yeah. To the listeners, actually, I take that back. Right there, he is. Anquan Bolden, ranked 349. And you know what, Ted? There's a there's a definite bona fide deep sleeper if I ever saw one. Uh, he had, yeah, okay. So he had the most receiving touchdowns for the uh, yeah, for a Lions player last Lions. year, which was eight. And he's at three, what was that, 49? Yeah. 349 rank. And he was ranked last year at uh, <clears throat> 67. That's quite the drop. That's That's a huge drop. And he's the number two guy. He's the clear-cut number two guy for Tyron Taylor. And you could argue number one because uh, Jordan Matthews is the number one guy, but, again, he's going to have to – well, both of them are going to have to learn the offense. They are. You know? But, again, Anquan Bolden is going to get you some points, guys. Yeah, uh, and, for that to be that low, uh, yeah, that's – if you decide to get a defensive kicker early and you need a pick for the last pick, that's not a bad pick. No, it's not. I like that one a lot, actually. I, I actually do. I like that pick. Let's see. He might appear later on my board. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare steal it. I went back even further. Let's see. There could be another guy that we're missing here. Right there. Wow. Yeah. I could not believe that. That's uh, uh, Galladay there, Ted? Yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's one a, I love. That's a great sleeper pick. Kenny Galladay, guys. We we raved about him when we were doing the, uh, Lions. We were doing the Lions draft. Uh, keep an eye on Kenny Galladay. There's a reason. He's six five, six six ish. Yeah, and um, and he has the wingspan of like thirty four inches. Yeah, and it's like a big vertical. Um, Matt Stafford's gonna love the red zone targets. He, he, he is gonna be throwing to him quite a bit. He's, in the red zone. I think he's gonna have some Megatron flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he will. Uh, so guys, if you're looking for a receiver and you've gone in the later rounds and you don't have one, yeah, uh, Kenny Galladay is yeah. somebody you want to keep an eye. Here's on. another guy um, with Wolf Fuller being out. Oh, yeah, that's right. For two to three months. Yeah. Braxton Miller is the number two guy. Braxton Miller is no slouch. He's fast. He is speedy. And you know what? That could be a sneaky pick. That's a very sneaky pick. I actually like that a lot. I, I do. Another guy, uh, another word further back, I'm finding a couple guys, Victor Cruz. Um, he kind of touched on passing preseason. He's, he did. He's do, he did the salsa preseason. And the salsa's back. Oh, the salsa is back. It's back. So, you know, I look mean, out for that. And you know what I I, I like uh, I like that pick too. That's that's actually not bad. Let's see, oh, I went back another page. I want to see who else is back here. This is interesting. Uh, oh my gosh, they really have Hayward Bay that low. Wow. 
Hayward Bay is just our special teams guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing anybody here that's just sticking yeah. out to me. It's okay. We'll go back one more. Let's see, guys. Much there, Ted. Oh, you know what? Who? Oh, no. No, never mind. Never mind. Who were you thinking? I was looking at Bryce Butler. That's who I was looking at. Yeah. Because he does special teams, but also has the pot. He's, he's been doing very well this preseason. The reason why we're both looking at Bryce Butler is he's holding in some big catches. He has. Um, and, players. and if he keeps doing that, he's going to get up in the roster, and they're going to give him some play time. That's how you do it. Uh, right there, preseason and special teams, they're going to look at that and be like, okay, this kid, this kid can play. You know, we, we need to, you know, take a shot on him. Maybe keep an eye on Bryce Butler. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting so deep now. We, Watch it, Ted. <laughs> we are getting so deep. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's not really – there's not a lot there, Ted. Not a whole lot I'm liking here. So, let's move on here. Tight ends, Ted. Tight ends. So, tight ends I want to stay away from. First one right on the board, Rob Gunkowski. Stay away. Skull and crossbones, guys. Stay away from that. Inconsistent. Injury prone. Yes, exactly. I would choose Travis Kelsey over Rob Gunkowski as of right now every day of the week. And you know what? All the time. Much like the guest we were supposed to have in Adam Geddes today. Yeah. He's, had, he's got a little WWE experience. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. A little, little WWE experience. So he should think about pursuing that in the future. He's yeah. getting injured all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to stay away from Tyler Eifert. He can't stay healthy either. Nope. So injury prone. And, I mean, he's good when he's healthy. He's very good when he's healthy. I just he can't. There's no consistency there. I don't want you. Um, let's scroll down a bit. Um, sorry, guys. My contact screen up there. Let's see. Um a lot of these guys are actually just good. Jordan so. Reed, I'm not going to say completely stay away from, but getting him in round four-ish, uh, I'm wait on, I'll wait on tight end if it, I have to then. Hey, I um, you, somebody, I, somebody from old Texas is watching today. Cody, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Cody. Cody. Good, how you doing, good buddy? Continue, man. We're talking about sleeper fantasy picks. fantasy picks and guys to stay away from. We're on the tight end position right now. Let's see here. Um, a guy that I would, again, a good sleeper, and, again, people are going to go, what? Jason Witten. He's ranked 144. Oh, yeah. That's way back there, guys. Um, he didn't get a lot of touchdown catches last year, but what he did get was receptions. And in a PPR league, that's, that's crucial. Yeah, you know, Jason Witten, time and again throughout his career, has proven that he, right is, the, he is the reason that we call the tight end position a safety valve. This is a guy that is going to consistently catch the ball. I mean, he had double-digit catches in several games last season. So if you're in a PPR league and Jason Witten's on your board and you don't have a tight end, Jason Witten is your pick. So, yeah, um, he's at 144 rank uh, out of all the players. And if you can get a good, solid tight end, they get you about 10 points every week. No, uh, I, I, I can click on them right here. And here, eight, I mean, 15, 8, 4, 11, 7, 8, um, 9, 27, 11, 8, 6, 6, 13, 11. I mean, you're hovering right in between and 8 and 10, 8, eight yeah. to 13 almost every week. And here's another thing, Ted. One of the things that I want to bring up about Jason Witten and the Cowboys. Should the Cowboys repeat and go back to the playoffs? Jason Witten is a guy that plays great in big games. Yeah. He is the guy they rely on. So if you're late in the season, you're playing the playoffs, trying to get those points, 
Jason Witten might be a good pickup for you. For sure. Um, a guy that you may want to take a risk on um, is uh, Julius Thomas. He's the number one guy down in Miami. Uh, he has, he's been injury prone. I wouldn't rely on, on him as my number one tight end, but again, if you're drafting late and you're looking for a good, you know, solid pickup, Julius Thomas would be a good one. Um, right here. Wow. That's actually a really good one. Yeah. Zach Miller. No, Zach Miller. Yeah. He's the starting tight end for the bears. Um, the bears, Mike Glennon, or whoever starts, you know, Mike Glennon or Mitchell Trubisky, especially Trubisky being a younger guy, he's going to be wanting um, to throw it to the tight end. Yeah, exactly. Zach Miller is a consistent, if nothing else, he's very consistent in catching the ball. Right. The only problem I have with him is he is injury prone. He has gotten hurt last year. Um, But you look at his stats from when he wasn't injured. What the heck just happened there? There we go. Uh, Four, seven, 27, 12, 14, 9, 6, 15, 7, 15, so he's gonna get you points. Yeah, he's as long as he's right healthy. There. Yeah, as long as he's healthy, he's gonna hover. And with his there. rank being, well, hello, let's go back here. With his rank being towards the bottom on this page, two hundred two. That's a deep sleep. Yeah, that's a good that's a good sleeper pick right there, guys. I you can you cannot complain about that. Another good sleep pick, David Njoku. I like his pick, especially with Deshaun Kaiser kind of yeah. starting to win this yeah. starting job. On top of that. You're looking at his rank, too. His rank is at 193, and he is the clear-cut number one. Gary yeah, Barnett yeah. isn't there, so it's yeah. David Njoku's job. So, again, that's to get a clear-cut number one guy, and he's pretty athletic as well. There you go. Um, defenses to stay away from. Look, guys, you know them. I don't have to really explain this to you. You're not going to go out and pick Cleveland's defense right away. You're not going to go pick San Francisco's defense right away. Nope. You're not going to pick um, the Lions' defense right away. Yeah, you know, there's certain uh, – the Jets is another one you're not going to go pick up right away. There's, Listen, you're not picking up the Jets anyway. Don't do it. Yeah, I mean, so there's you already know those. But, guys, you and you know the good ones, too. I think the, what people forget are the in-between defenses. They know about the they know about the Denver Broncos. They know about the Seattle Seahawks. They know about the Minnesota Vikings. What they don't realize is scroll down a bit, right there, right two seventy eight. Philadelphia Eagles, solid and solid. And you know what? Solid. A defense that got better too. Not not only just a solid pick, but a defense that. Well, they lost their corners, but you know, uh, they still have. They 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 got better up front. They did. They got they better pass up front. rush a lot better. Yeah. So I I do like these guys a lot. And again, you talk about consistency. Here we go. 11, 10, 15, 6, 14, 24. And then a couple of weeks, it gets a little slouchy there. Three, four, five, one, three, and then 10, seven, 13. <clears throat> so for the most part, they did good last year. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty consistent. Pretty consistent. Um, another defense to watch out for, especially for matchups, um, and it would be towards the middle again, is the Buffalo Bills. Yep. Week one, they play the Jets, guys. That would not be a bad uh, no, defense not, not draft bad for defense. week one. Do you need defense still? Uh, yeah. And you don't have one, right? Week one, Jets and Buffalo's defense is not bad. This is, yeah. By no means are they are they phenomenal, they're, right? They're, yeah, they're not phenomenal, but they're, they're good. phenomenal. But they they can they can get in there and be disruptive. So absolutely, absolutely. So listen, guys, we brought some of these you know uh, players for fantasy to your attention. Um, we have not gotten a call from Adam Gettis. We gave him plenty of time, plenty of notice. Trying to see if he um, if he messaged me, he did not. So with that being said, we want to thank all of you guys uh, for tuning in today. 
the love and support you guys give us, the, you know, exposure you give us. Yeah. It just helps us grow, get better. Um, again, thank you guys. We will see you next week. Um, got a lot to talk about there. We got another potential interview. Um, we will let you know what's going on with Adam Gaddis. Um, there, something could have happened. Yeah. Um, it is again, he is so. a busy man. So, again, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys later. See ya.